Welcome back to the Broken Sabre Podcast. Hello, welcome to episode 7 of our Mistborn reread, where we tackle chapters 13, 14 and 15 and bring section, or sorry, part 2 to a close. Mm. We're getting there, aren't we? We are certainly getting there. Slowly. I quite enjoyed these three chapters because they were quite short, so yeah. we just sort of blasted through them. Um, I think it was short, but also exciting. Mm. I think yeah. After the sort of quite bland, you know hair washing and all the random sort of crap <laughs> that we went through or hair cutting wasn't it yeah um yeah it was it was a bit of a nice sort of change of pace i suppose yeah the, cl- the classic hair wash scene yeah um yeah it was and i think you know i think this is the obviously it's it's the nature of when you're going through it for well, two chapters at a time week by week and mm. you know it's like with anything even the tv show you get those couple of middle episodes in a season which are a bit meh yeah it's that's the thing it's bound to happen and it's just you know we we've when you when you're fed these little exciting like fight chapters and stuff, you just want more of that. Yeah, you know it's it's, it's natural to just want the and that sort of stuff. I think these these three chapters certainly deliver. Mm. They they pack a punch. They do, absolutely. So without further ramblings, yeah, I'll let you take us through a small recap of chapter thirteen. Okay, so little summary. Sazed questions Vin on her interactions with Elland. Kelsia learns that Vin's father was at the ball. Vin retires to her room and puts on her mist cloak and follows Kelsia. So I didn't want to go too far into it because I think there's quite a lot that happens after this. I didn't want to read the entire chapter, basically. So that's the, that's the, the general sort of gist of it. Yeah. Um, so what were your initial thoughts of this chapter? I kind of liked it because... I don't, see, I don't want to go into what happened no. in it too early, but there was some quite interesting, like, new sort of developments in it. Yeah. Um, so later on when she's following him um, and he sort of realises he laid out this path with yeah. rods and there, there was quite a few new things, That's I suppose, it. we haven't seen before. New concepts, but yeah. also some really good exposition, but mm. also a hell of a lot packed in yes. to this chapter. Yeah. Like, three distinct phases, I would say, that you get... Um, so yeah, so let's go into it. So I mean, for me, it starts with um, Vin's being scolded for getting too close yes. to Lord Elland yeah. at the party. Yeah, which we sort of, you know, we went into a bit last time, didn't we? Of of this whole like, it's kind of like a spanner in the works of, of course, that was going to happen because it's sort of, it's not meant to happen. Yeah, you know, it's going to break them apart because she's going to want to be on their side and all this sort of stuff. I think we well, yeah, and you're right, and that um, I, that's sort of where I see this going. But mm. I also think it's a bit rich what they're actually giving her a bollocking for in this. Mm. I mean, if you think back to when she said, "Oh, I wandered off and I spoke to people," she was being praised. Yeah. How did she, how was she supposed to know that this guy was a lord? And I get the the problem, and I think they talk about um, the fact that because he's such an eligible um, member of the society, that other people will get the hump, and she's below his station. Yeah, but they literally threw her into this situation not knowing who anybody was. They can't really have a go at her for it. Yeah, well, do you know what? I didn't actually think of that. They could have just said like, you know, you, you might meet this person, or you know, there's going to be some important, yeah, whatever his name is there. You know, make sure to say this or whatever. But you're right; she was sort of just thrown in, and yeah, and then they bollocked her for it. Hmm. <laughs> how yeah. was she supposed to? I mean, you know, no, I'm assuming this is a this is a society that doesn't have photography, so you can't say or oh, avoid this person, avoid that person, mm. Mm. Um, or even like a Flintstone style little scratch drawing on the but bit of rock. They could have just given her a bit more because, like you said, she didn't really know what she was doing until they were walking into the building, and then no. they started explaining to her, "Oh, by the way, this is what you've got to do." And they clearly ten foot away. They clearly sort of have. Um, information about these parties and events and he literally said he goes to however many like five a week so yeah, he's been to 600 or something yeah isn't he? so it's not beyond the world's of possibility that he could have been there and yeah it's bad fortune mm. but i just thought it was a bit rich sort of giving her a ticking off which is what they're doing yeah at the start yeah agreed yeah so we've got like sazed questions vin about elland um and i believe kelsey you know said some some bits to her as well um, Vin felt comfortable with Elland and she wonders if he was a soother 
but then she realises she had copper on, which meant he couldn't have been soothing her emotions. Kelsey returns, chats with Says, which Vin overhears, which I believe is a part we've just discussed. Yeah. They explain to Vin that her having a relationship with him could be dangerous. Women of the court would be jealous and the older men would disapprove. Yeah. Which, yeah, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's like a threat to their plan, their whole, their entire plan, which is understandable. Oh, absolutely. I don't disagree with the fact it's caused a problem. I just mm. think the way that, you know, they're sort of telling her off is just as a bit rich. I think she was doing a, yeah. she was doing a good job. Yeah, she was. Oh, Vinny. Vinny Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Vinny Jones. <laughs> yeah. Vin says, oh, actually, yes. Vin says she saw her father and describes him to Kelsia. And then nothing much else is said about it, but I believe it does crop up again in the next one. Yeah. Or like two chapters later sort of thing. Yeah, she gets... Mm. Uh, and then I think... Yeah, so I guess we're kind of skipping ahead, but she gets questioned about her father. Yeah. And I think, okay, then it kind of makes sense why her father suddenly cropped up in that previous chapter. So it's kind of like that reminder that he's who he is. Yes. I think that's and then we get the ultimate part later on, which yeah. is like, and then you go, ah, that's why. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think that, although it was a bit out of place in that chapter, her father turning up, I think it was just a bit of a reminder of what was going to happen. Yeah. A little bit of foreshadowing, maybe I guess Ooh. something like that. Another bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah, and the other bit that I found really interesting was um, when. Lord Renu is also there. He shows up. Oh, yeah, that's and right. And I don't know whether he's getting tripped over his story or Vin starts sort of points out something that's inconsistent um, because they're talking about when he met Lord Elland. Okay. And uh, Renu says, I met the lad perhaps four years ago when his father visited the West. He struck me as a bit undignified for one of his station. And then four years, Vin thought. There's no way he's been imitating Lord Renault for that long. Kelsey only escaped the pits two years ago. She eyed the imposter, but, as always, was unable to te- detect a flaw in his bearing. Hmm. So, is although he's impersonating Lord Renault, is he actually a member of the nobility him, from before? They're just creating this mystery around this guy and they just give you these little tidbits here and there. And I really like this because it's not like, it's not an in-your-face we're making a big deal about this. No. But again, it's just that little reminder that, oh yeah, there was something about this guy, wasn't there? And we don't want to know how he got his face to look like this and mm. just bringing it back up. and But then just send, sending it away. Like, we're going to find out at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. But it's just that yeah. reminder that there's something to this bloke and I quite like that. However, it's kind of... I know what you mean. I know I sort of get what he's trying to do. However, it's sort of built... Like, to me, it's like building a mystery around someone who isn't all that... Really all that interesting. Not at the if moment. you know what I mean. It's no. just sort of like, well, yeah, it's a guy. Hmm. You know, if I don't know. I just feel... Yeah, I understand what you're saying and, like, what he's trying to do. It's just the character he's doing it with hasn't really stuck out to me at all. No. If you get what I mean. I wonder if it's almost like an editing thing that when they finish the... Like when it's been finished and looking back and going, oh, actually, do you know what? You went eight chapters without mentioning that guy. So let's throw a bit of information in there. Or it's like, well, actually, you haven't mentioned her dad since chapter three. Mm. And he's going to get mentioned in chapter 13. So let's just chuck a mention of him in chapter 11. Could be. In order to just keep those plates spinning, Mm. perhaps. Yeah. So, yeah, so at that point, I think Kelsia, sorry, um, Kelsia leaves and Vin decides she's going to bed. Um, but if we know anything about Vin, she ain't going to bed. No. Do, do you know what? You've just raised a very valid point. She never ever just does what she says she's going to do, does she? No. It's, there's always something. Like she's either sneaking about, trying to overhear something, or just being a bit like... But you can sort of understand it. She wants to know everything that's going on. And mm. at this point, you know, Kelsey isn't really involving her that much with his stuff. Like he's going out and doing these things, but... Yeah, she's not a part of it yet. I mean, and also she is quite young, isn't she? I mean, I don't, I've yeah. picked up. I'm assuming she's like mid to late teens. I would probably say mid teens, yeah, something like, like that. Sixteen. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and yeah, but she does have these sort of childlike moments where mm. it will say, says it says something she doesn't like, so then she'll glare at him. Yeah, and she'll have a grump and a. Strop. Yes, there are a few little bits I picked up on actually, just over these few where it was like oh she 
yeah, she glared at him or she, like, some sort of childish You can do thing. It just reminds me of my daughter, like, when mm. I tell her something I don't, she doesn't like and she just gives me those evils and I just sit there smiling because it makes me laugh. <laughs> if your manic smile on. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, um, obviously, Vin doesn't do what she says she's going to do. She puts on her... Oh, no, sorry, she over, she listens a bit, doesn't she, first, I believe. Then she puts on her mist cloak and follows Kelsey. And this is where I think the chapter got really good. This bit was brilliant. Um, so we've sort of got this part where he's, you know, bolting ahead in front of her and she's like, how the hell is he doing this? I believe they're going through, is it like a forest or yeah, something? Yeah, so she, they, they leave the town that they they're the in town. and, you know, she's following him and doing the normal mm. flight, but then he just accelerates away, yeah. doesn't he? So obviously she's like, how the hell is he doing this? What's going on? Follows him a bit more. And she eventually finds two bronze bars. I imagine them sort of like little rods sticking out of the ground. Um, then she finds two more, realises Kelsey is using these as an alimantic road. Oh, I, how clever is that? Well, I called it the Mistborn Motorway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that puts mine to shame. <laughs> Mistborn Motorway. I like that. Yeah, so obviously this is how he quickly travels back and forth to Lutherdale and wherever else he's going. Um... Eventually gets to a city, the city wall, and she's gotten there twice as fast as normal. So there's some serious speed going on here with this, yeah. with this Mistborn motorway. It's great, and <laughs> you know, I just, I think this is where he excels as a writer because he, he thinks about the consequences of everything, mm. and particularly with the magic system, like the opposites of everything and what they mean. Like you get this in this chapter where. Um, you know, I think in the previous one, Vin did that thing of sending her coin bag further ahead as a yeah. distraction. Kelsia does it back to her in this one. But it's, yeah, it's that thinking through the consequences of everything. Mm. And this being one of them, like, okay, so we've got this ability to move. Well, actually, yeah, you could then, if you spaced out metal properly... Yeah, you could just go as fast as you possibly could. This is the thing, like, it's such it's such a simple concept, and like, it probably took him thirty seconds to cut to think. Oh, I'll just put some metal in the road, but it's brilliant. Yeah, but you say that, but I of don't... course that's what you're going to do. Yeah, but I almost you say it, it probably did come to him quickly, but I almost actually think of it like I wonder if he, you know, the way that he wrote about them having the meeting and sitting there with the whiteboard and mm. we're going right. This is this and this is that. Yeah, I almost think he probably did that himself with the, coming up with this magic system. I think probably. that's probably how he worked. Yeah, I'd have thought so. And he had like this metal does this, mm. but then what are the other consequences of that? Mm. And that, and then th these things could come from there. Like, well, actually, yeah, you could have this system of moving quickly. Yeah. Uh, I think he just had this whole thing planned out and then it's almost like, right, how do I then use these elements in my plot and to mm. progress my plot? Mm. Um, but yeah, just so well thought. And just things like the, every now and again, there's two others out to the sides and they're for course correction if you start yeah. flinging off to one side too much. That's the thing, right? that's what I mean. It's so simple, but it's so obvious. Like, yeah. of course that would exist. Like, the, pe the people in this in this setting would think of a plan like that. Well, it's just very Kelsier. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. very Kelsier. Yeah, cutting corners and, yeah, know, and just whatnot. Having a smart-ass way to do something. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, carry on. So, after they've travelled some distance in no time at all, they end up at Keep Venture. Yep. Um, Vin sees... A, yeah, I believe this is the part where Kelsey is sort of jumping around and doing whatever. Um, she sees Kelsey are three houses away. Kelsey leaves and Vin chases after him. Uh, Kelsey suddenly grabs her, says she can't keep tailing him and needs to trust him. She says she wants to help more and tells him the best way to learn is by doing, but he says it's too dangerous. Hmm. So obviously, I think this is the part where they sort of have a little bit of a back and forth, maybe a little bit of a small argument, and he's like, you know, you're not ready and all this sort of stuff, which leads into the whole, well, you're coming with me. Yeah, sort of thing. This is what we're gonna do. Um, so yeah, I just I just thought that whole part was brilliant. You know, sort of hopping around all the the rooftops and stuff, and she's just in full pursuit. Yeah, yeah. No, it's brilliant. great. But I mean, as someone said, like we said before, she's she doesn't change, does she? She does it no. with like I think it was even literally the last chapter. She snuck out of the den to find him yeah. and came across the guy who'd been hung. Yeah. So 
of course he's expecting her to but, do it. I mean, it. We, we, we talked about this very early on in the podcast. I mean, it might have been like the second episode we did where there are a lot of repeating ideas and themes between chapters. Mm. And like, yeah, she does always sneak out and do this sort of stuff. And, you know, there's other characters who all they do is sit around having meetings every chapter. And it's, <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we got to the point where we're a little bit sick of the meetings and we sort of wanted stuff to happen. And now things are happening. Oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so any other any other uh, comments on that little part? No, well, I think this is where um, we start stepping up a bit of um, exposition, and he decides to reveal what the eleventh yes. metal is, mm-hmm. and actually what Atium can do. Yeah, and before we get into an explanation, I loved this. Yeah. This is brilliant. Like looking at what the other metals can do and how he's introduced them. It's kind of like, well, what's left? Mm. And how is this so special? Why is it so powerful? And again, he absolutely smashed it. But you can see, yeah, you can absolutely see why. I mean, it's pretty mind-blowing, isn't it? The way it works, to be able to let you see your (coughs) opponent's thoughts and movements just sort of a fraction of one second or so, isn't it? Yeah. But it's the part, I mean, when it gets into it, it's the part where I believe it was him or I think it was Kelsier when he had loads of fucking shadow things coming out mm. and it's sort of like, what the hell's going on? And it turns out he was burning it as well, yeah. which sort of makes this complete jumbled mess of, of ideas. Because you know. what you're doing is you're reacting. So it's almost like he does one thing, so you do the opposite, and then he does it, so you're reacting to everything, so every possible yeah. thing. It's and again, that goes, that goes straight back to what we just said about the planning. Mm. He's thought that through so much about, well, actually okay, this person has this power, but what happens if someone else has the same thing going? Mm. And he's thought it through properly. And also it stops anything becoming too OP because you can immediately neutralise it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Kelsia gives her a small mm. um, amount <clears throat> to consume, which yeah. she does, and then she gets this power. But again, it doesn't last long. She burns it very quickly. Mm. Yeah, so that ATM runs out and all the images of him doing whatever all disappear, don't they? So it's just like back to normal sort of thing. Um, and then after that, she asks Kelsey if he's going to take her with him. Obviously, they've had this sort of back and forth, a little bit of arguing, you're not ready, blah, blah, blah. Um, he agrees, telling her it's going to be dangerous, reaches into a pouch and pulls out a vial, which he gives to her, which I believe... Was a bit more atium, wasn't it? It was, was more atium. I also think. To- I also think he he tops up all of her other metals that she burnt getting there. Mm. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting. Like the same with the con- combat with the atium. So you, it burns quickly, so you don't <clears throat> use it all the time. And then yeah. if you're in combat with somebody who's got it, it's kind of like, well, who's is going to run out first? Mm. That was really interesting. Well, can you? It's it's definitely the most unique, I think, out of all of them. You know, you've got these ones that are sort of like. I don't know, gives you super hearing and super, you know, sight and all that and any slight noise you'll pick up. But this is like yeah. the, the top of the pack, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. I'd say this is the first one as well. Whereas, you know, the others could, the others are just things that are consequences of this world and where they're in. I mean, <clears> this is the first one which you can say is actually like full-blown magic, allowing you to predict the yeah. future. Oh, it's um, very out there, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah, very clever. Yeah. Um, so, and then the chapter ends with Kelsey agreeing to take her to Kedrick Shaw, mm. who sounds like a person. <laughs> Credit Shaw, I think it is. Is it Credit? Yeah. I beg your pardon. It's all right. Um, I wrote yeah. it wrong every single time. Probably like my favourite sort of visual in this whole book is is that place. Yeah. The the. The place of a thousand spires or whatever they call it. Hmm. Some pretty cool imagery. It is. Um, so yeah, it sort of ends, you know, he's finally agreed, I'm going to take you there. It is going to be dangerous, but I'll t- I think you're ready, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I thought I actually thought it was a really good chapter. Probably one of the best ones in a little while. Yeah. Just because we definitely have had that sort of slump where things just haven't really been happening much. Yeah. So probably one of my favourites in, in quite a while. It's an inter- you know I think it's an interesting way that the book set up because we do get these sort of periods. But actually, I think last four chapters we've had or last few chapters we've had man 
murdered, men, hundreds of men murdered, or sorry, not hundreds, but a lot slaughtered. Then we've had a posh ball. Then we've had yeah. this. It's just suddenly stepped up. <clears throat> yeah, it's very breakneck, sort of slow, then mad, isn't it? And then back again. Yeah. But, you know, you do, again, you need, you need both. It can't be one or the other the whole way through. So I completely understand that. So that was chapter 13. 13. So we're back very shortly with um, chapter 14. We should do chapter 15 just to blow their should minds. Should we? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Back in a bit. Right, so we're back. Chapter 14. Yeah. Just as a little summary. Um, so basically, Vin and Kelsia, Kelsia's agreed to take Vin along. They're going to infiltrate or attempt to infiltrate uh, Credit Shore, which is somewhere that Kelsia's tried to get in before but failed horribly. Yep. Um, so I think without going into too many details in the summary, we'll just go straight into it. So they are, this even from the very start, I find this quite interesting. So they're in front of this big, you know, building with thousands of spires and all this weird stuff going on. And Vil, Vin, Vil, Vin feels a depression emanating from yeah. this building. And it's like, what, it sort of gives you this like, um, I don't know, like dark, monstrous vision of like some horrible thing in there, like emanating this depressed feeling out yeah. to everyone it's like some serious i don't know just it, deep weird stuff going on it's very cool this bit yeah. and um i have to i have a confession you told me don't google anything oh fuck me what have you found out no 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 i haven't found out anything but what i did was google um credit sure all the building yeah to have a look at mm. the because i thought there's got to be fan art of this place oh yeah and it's really cool and it's really varied. Mm. It's interesting. Like some of them where it's just like a big evil mess, kind of a bit like, you know, a bit like Barador from Lord of the Rings. Mm. But then there's others where it's actually sort of relatively symmetrical and quite yeah. nice looking. It's sort of an interesting different take. There's on some it. very varied art out there of this. I mean, there's, like you say, there's ones that sort of look almost like a cathedral. And then there's ones that look like something you've never seen before, like literally yeah. just a hill with spires coming out and you're like hmm. yeah that's cool um, but no, i didn't I, I only looked at images i swear no that's fine that's fine <laughs> no, no I, I do you know i don't want it spoiled so i'm actively avoiding it and mm. yeah i just love this this concept of the lord ruler just being like soothing everything and but just depressing almost everything. like negative soothing yeah like come too close you're gonna go fucking insane basically or not insane but you're gonna feel bad about it yeah <laughs> about uh, being in my presence <laughs> I think I do that. <laughs> um, and I also love this idea um, where you there's no walls. Like, you can just yeah. walk into this place. It's that. Well, I think, didn't Kelsey say something? Or no, it might have just been the way Brandon wrote it. And he just said, basically, there's no walls because people don't attack the no, Lord Ruler. Exactly. And it's like, well, okay, I sort of get it. But wouldn't you still want something? Yeah, but like, it probably doesn't do anything, but it, it's there. It's like those you know little villages where they don't lock their doors because there's no crime. You know, well, yeah. all it takes is one, and in, in this case, this is what happens. Yeah, very true. Um, but yeah, I just love this idea of just them crossing the road, and even the fact that you know we've got this room that he wants to get into. Mm. The fact you can a just access it off the street. The way I pictured it was they'd sort of gotten into the main area of this of this um, building per se, and then they had found essentially a another smaller building or maybe a, something inside of it. Mm. I think he actually referred to it as a building within a building. Yeah, so what I pictured is they kind of like, they come up to this... Is it like a shrine type yeah, thing? Yeah, I or? think it's... Uh, the way I think it is that they get to like a side entrance, mm. which they go through, and then round some corridors, and then they enter like a big, huge room. And in the centre of that room yeah, there's like is something. A little building. Yeah, that's kind of what I pictured. But I, I think it was just the way it was written. I wasn't quite sure like what he was going but for. Like I said, and just sort of getting back to my point there, is it's kind of mad that you could, there's a side entrance that leads to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd think that this would be... If this is where the atium's stored, which is what he believes, or, you know... And they talk like the Lord Ruler comes here every week. Or every, you know... Clearly, he doesn't fear being attacked. No, no, obviously not. But uh, it's like putting your family... He may as well just put this thing in the middle of the town square and well, be like, you know, there you go, have a go at that. It's like putting your bank cards in the in your garage. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
tank you, you put them in the main house. Yeah, yeah. yeah put them in your shed or something. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so they arrive and it's guarded, but not for long. Mm. Yeah, so <clears throat> the two of them go in. There's a couple of guards about, so they sort of attack. Kelsier kills the two guards. I think he uses his glass dagger thing at this point. I think so, yeah. Um, they enter through an arch and down a corridor. <clears throat> Vin gets out the glass dagger. Kelsier kills soldier after soldier. Vin, he, he sort of grabs a candelabra, doesn't yes. he? Yes. Like, I just see yeah, it's all this metal flying around. The amount room. of times he mentioned candelabra, I thought I was going insane. <laughs> it must have come up about 30 times. Um, Kelsier kills soldier after soldier. Vin kills a soldier with coins and then drops another three. Her first kill. Was it? Yep. Was she she pauses and kind of says... Oh, yeah, because she sort of thinks about it afterwards, she, doesn't cause she? Because her brother's always done the killing. That's right. So she has yep. this moment, and then Kelsia sort of comforts her, said, these are bad men, even yes. though they're scar. They're comforting. Um, oh, actually, before I forget, mm. how shit must it be working in that building with that depressive radiation going on? Yeah, I mean, does it only work with people who are outside trying to get in or I mean is it everyone in there or what yeah because what's the deal with that because they're just normal scars so they're not soothing themselves mm. no I didn't think of that maybe that must be the worst job ever maybe the benefits are good <laughs> yeah. get over it they've Lucky got girl. they've got dental so they put up with this <laughs> with the depression <laughs> good pension yeah <laughs> um, oh fucking hell yeah so yeah. um yeah so they enter another corridor there's a lot of corridors in this place and they kill a few more soldiers Vin realises they are haze killers because of their lack of metal, which, of course, yeah, why wouldn't they be? Yeah. Good idea. You're going to get these crazy metal-wielding bastards in there, so let's, you know, put a few haze killers that, you know, around. Makes complete sense. A few more deaths going on. You know, these haze killers are about getting sort of... You know, there's sort of like child's play to these two now, aren't they? Yeah. You know, it's sort of like they were introduced to this really kind of interesting concept where, you know... Well, they give Kelsey a hard time. Yeah, in, in and, and now it's adventure. just like, nah, see you later, I'll drop you, fuck off, gone. Well, the thing is, though, like, it's all well and good having haze killers, but if you're decorating your room with metal candelabra, it kind of defeats the object of them, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> why, is there, why is there so many candelabra in there? <laughs> we'll just have... Oh. Just have everything made out of wood. You know, yeah. if you're going to go to the effort of having this and... If you, you know, and having these people which are metal free plot hole plot hole that's it I don't want to read anymore this, this book is awful I'm sorry oh god but it's true yeah okay so yeah alright you, you made a valid point there so after the after the candelabra gate in fact I think we've got a bit more of that coming um, this is the part where I think I might have skipped a little bit ahead earlier but they find a building within a building and Kelsia opens a door to find a steel inquisitor I believe it was like a wardrobe door or something, wasn't it? He sort of opened it not expecting anything. And I can just imagine this dude like, <laughs> yeah. with, his, with his spike. I was really hoping it was going to be another building. And have like this big Russian doll <laughs> thing going on. Buildingception. <laughs> in a building, in a building. Yeah. Um, but obviously this isn't the first time that Kelsey has tried to attack this room, is it? No. Um, so I believe, yeah, because he said something about Lord Ruler goes in there for three hours at a time then leaves. And they're like, what the hell is he doing in there? And then Kelsia um, tried once before, three years ago, to get into this same place. And it turned out to be the job that actually got him captured originally and sent to the, the old pits. Yes. Um, which I thought, yeah, it's quite interesting. Getting a little bit of info on what happened there and how he got there. But it's just random how... So that's how he got captured. And he just sort of goes, has a conversation with Vin, and then just decides to go and try again. Yeah, and also... So they've just randomly decided to do that. However, he'd originally said that they pla- well, the first time when they got caught, they planned the job for months. Yes. But they were overconfident. Yeah. Well, you've literally just come up with it now and you're just doing it. And- no, but I think he thought they were sold out by somebody and they planned it. So actually, I think the reason it's so random is that oh, they I can't see what you possibly mean. know he's coming because it's not planned. Right. Yes, I'm with you. So I'm yeah, I got that right. But again, I mean... He's kind of right because he is very overconfident. He is quite arrogant and sort of... He's a dick. Yeah, a, wanker, <laughs> a wanker, basically. So, 
My point still stands. Yeah, no, it does, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, the other thing I was thinking, which would be quite funny, so first was a building within a building in the building. The other mm. one was that he'd open it up and find that it's just a load of scar porn. And the Lord Ruler just goes there once a week. Do you know what would be funny? If you opened it up and it was like a, st- a stood-up coffin with uh, Nosferatu stood in there. <laughs> I don't know why, I just sort of pictured him like, ah! Oh. <laughs> or the other one could be is he opens the door and there's a mirror there and it turns out the Lord Ruler is just the evil in all of us. <laughs> the friends we've, we met along the way or whatever, however yeah. the, old, the old saying goes. Exactly, it's that whole thing of like you combine all the evilest animals and then what comes out? Turns yeah. out it's man. <laughs> it was me. Fucking uh, <laughs> hell. We've not even drunk before. Oh, this, no. this is the first sober one. So he's met by Mr. You know, Steel Eyes. And I can just sort of imagine him going <clears throat> with this like big grin like I've got you now, you bastard. And you know, this isn't even the worst thing that happens because two more enter the, the room the and we're like, oh, come on. Um... And then they sort of have a little bit of a fight. One grabs Kelsey by the throat. And I've got to admit, like, even though I've read this before, there's a lot I've forgotten. And I was kind of... I was thinking something really bad was going to happen here. Mm. Like, I genuinely was like, oh, shit, he's fucked. Like, well, that's what you know, I thought. I, I, when it happened, I was like, oh, my God. Are this we, is it. You know? is he, are we going to kill Kelsey at mm. this point of the book? And it'd be like this big, you know, what a fucking cliffhanger yeah kind of just thing. under the halfway mark sort of like maybe a little bit premature but like an old shit moment sort of thing and then we're gonna have like another meeting in the next bit and it's like no we have to do it for Kelsey guys <laughs> it's what he would have wanted <laughs> oh, luckily this is we obviously... just love meetings <laughs> yeah obviously this is not what happens but um, so yeah and I, I love that Kelsey gets in a stab, doesn't he? He stabs the Inquisitor yeah. in the neck. In the neck and then the forearm, I believe. Yeah, and but doesn't um, really do anything. Just it sort of surprises him more than wounding him. Imagine that stabbed in the forearm. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't like that. I don't want that. <laughs> don't do that to me. I'd rather get stabbed in the forearm than in the neck. Yeah, it's when you put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's a bit of stabbing goes on, doesn't it? Yeah. Um stabby stabby. He tells Vin to run, I think he's like, uh, you know, I've actually fucked up here and we're in the shit, so you better run. Yeah. Um, she does and she falls due to her, co- I believe her coin pouch was pulled on. Well, yeah, so he um, sends her off like that, doesn't he? So yeah. she actually, he forces his coin pouch at her and right. hits her in the chest because she's not moving to just mm-hmm. force her. And then, yeah, she's running away, as you say, but then she feels this pull on her yeah. because old steely eye missile man is um, <laughs> pulling <laughs> steely eye von von the uh, <laughs> von quisitor man steel eye von objects yeah fucking hell <laughs> yeah so so that happens and the inquisitor sort of walks towards her. i can imagine him being this like arrogant sort of like yeah i'll just do the the old like slow movie villain walk yeah but like, he's not gonna run he's just gonna walk after you to give you a bit of time she's sprinting he's walking but they still catch her up yeah pretty much <laughs> She starts running and she pulls a, and 10 out of 10 points, if you can guess what I'm going to say, she pulls something into her hand. I'll give you one guess. <laughs> I can't think. So yeah, one, one guess. What, what, what does she pull into her hand? Um, let's see, there's, there's hundreds of these in this room, isn't there? <laughs> oh, she, she's run into the Candelabra store again, hasn't she? She has, yeah. She, she's just pulled one out of the blue. Wow. <clears throat> they're, old, they're everywhere, then. Out of the box labelled candelabra um, things. I can so, imagine some scar candelabra delivery man coming there the next day and just be like, oh, come on! Because <laughs> all of his candelabras are everywhere. It's like the, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to say the, the joke about the uh, window cleaner. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> Um, do you know what I've just realised I really don't don't like the word candelabra <laughs> I hate it it's really awkward to say why don't you just say candlestick or candle holder yeah or candle holder maybe it's supposed to be candle holder but then he got twisted off the page and a candle holder lubra <laughs> possible <laughs> yeah possible so <laughs> do you not feel very middle class when you say it candelabra yeah I do <laughs> yeah, I don't like incredible. it incredible so she pulls it into um, into her hand and the inquisitor pulls it away I believe mm. so it's sort of like I've almost got the candelabra, but there goes the candelabra out of my reach. There's no talk of candlestick scattering either. No. They must be everywhere. I suppose you didn't trip on one. Yeah, like the old banana peel, yeah. like sort of slip over on a candlestick. <laughs> yeah. 
Boom. As the thousands of candlesticks roll around their feet. <laughs> Imagine them like they can't. They're just trying to get back up again. It's like <laughs> <laughs> literally can't get up. Just sliding like, all over the place. It'd be like sideshow Bob with the rake. Yeah, slip, yeah, bang, yeah. stand up, yeah. slip, bang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone please get these candlesticks out of here. <laughs> oh. So um, yeah, we get the sort of slow villain walk. Towards Vin, the, the Candelar Brigade. So he's stepping Again. over the candles. Stepping over the candles, of course. <coughs> That's why he's walking so slow. Um, Vin burns a little bit of Atium. And this, I, I didn't really get this bit, but she uses a book to stop some flying metal bits that are coming towards her. I believe she just maybe picks it up and they yeah, slam into so it. Yeah, so he's sort of got, like, these triangular shards of metal, which I almost think a bit like, you know, throwing stars kind of things. Yes. So, mm. whereas they use coins... Whereas I think the Inquisitors have got these purposefully designed weapons. And they sort of go into a throne room, don't they? There's a throne in the room. Yes, yes. And she picks up this book. And I think she realises, like, by the pull and Mm. how fast he's sending stuff, that she won't be able to deflect anything because he's so much stronger. Mm. And she sees this big leather tome. And then, yeah, a bit of, bit of bullet in a Bible kind of thing lifts it up and those just dunk, 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 yeah, embed yeah, yeah, in yeah. it. Sort of like a cartoon, yeah. imagine. <laughs> and then, like you say, she burns her atium, so she's hiding behind the chair and mm. she sees the ghost sort of coming round. And she realises he's he's burning it as well, doesn't well, she? Well, that's it. I think she sees the ghost coming round, so she dodges that. He yeah. then realises what she's doing, so starts burning atium as well yeah. to stop her being so obviously to mm. counteract her having it yeah um, yeah really really good and conveniently she takes the book with her mm. for some yes, reason yes that's a good point actually she did take the book with her do you know why she took it with her because they need it to progress the plot yes <laughs> do you know what no I t- I'll tell you why I'll tell you why because it was um, it was the history of uh, candelabras throughout the ages volume one no candlesticks included. No, no candles included. Credit Shaw is actually um, ancient for candelabra. Candle, candle Shaw. So, uh, Candlegate. So this part kind of. So she gets stabbed in the side by one of these Inquisitor shadow things. She gets absolutely fucked. Kind of reminded me a little bit of Lord of the Rings when yeah. Frodo gets stabbed by the. Um, um, oh God! What do you call him? The the. Do you want to call oh, him the, fuck. the Nazgul, the Ringwraith, the Witch King of Angmar? Yeah, any, any, any of those? One, one of those. <laughs> I just couldn't. Oh, my, my brain went dead. Um, yeah, kind of, sort of, yeah. Just sort of pictured that, and it was a quite a nice, you know, little thing. I mean, it wasn't nice for her. It was, it was incredibly painful for her. Well, I mean, Frodo just got <clears throat> stabbed in the shoulder, whereas mm. she uh, basically got torn in half. Yeah, I think they were saying the wound was so... I mean, this. I think this was in the next chapter, but they were saying the wound was so deep, it was like... Yeah, just like they were like shit. What, well, if she we... wasn't, I mean, I think they. Uh, yeah, we're sort of skipping ahead slightly, aren't they? But I think they say basically, if she wasn't like subconsciously burning her metal, she would have died. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was a wound that would kill most men. Yeah, and even most alamancers would probably not be able to survive it. Yeah, she was in absolute shit state, wasn't she? Yeah, so <laughs> properly tear her to pieces. But mm. um, but then this is really cool. So then she's able to burn. I'm sorry, I'd never write down the metals, but she burns one of the metals um, in order to boost her up. Uh, pewter? Was it pewter? I think I, I, re- I remember something about her burning pewter. So it might yeah, be. and that gives her the strength to carry on despite the fact she's got this massive wound. Mm. Very cool. So it's kind of like. Game of Thrones season seven, six, seven, when Arya gets stabbed and then and then she runs for about twenty minutes and she jumps in a dirty lake with with filthy water in and then she's still fine and then that woman fixes her and then everything's and everything's fine. Yeah, and like the big sort of season. However, this was a thousand times better because yeah. it was written well. well. <laughs> Yes, we managed to slug off the <coughs> the double Ds. Yeah, but this is the thing, you know. It's like Walt of Court. You know, she's got something that's going to help her through it, so she'll use it. Yeah, yeah. So that's just taken me back to reading so many fan theories about Arya's going to change her face, and it's not Arya, and it's actually the that girl that's taken Arya's face. No, <laughs> no, no. Remember when, she, remember when she used that face once and never used it again? I do. 
Yeah, do you remember that that whole like multi-season arc that had no relevance <laughs> whatsoever? You mean the arc of every character in the show? <laughs> okay, we got we got a little bit off piece here. So, um, well, the only thing being significant is that Danny was related to the Mad King, so therefore she's going to go crazy. Yeah, and and the only reason that John's parentage had any meaning is because it made her go mad because reasons. Check out our Game of Thrones <laughs> post. Oh, fuck. viewing podcast for yeah. more of this disappointment and misery. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't actually remember making any of those points. I think we were just going, it's so bad. We went ham for like two and a half hours on that one. Is it a long yeah, one? Yeah, it was, it was fair. I think it was a li- just a little bit longer than our last Jedi one, possibly. Um, we had a lot to say. Anyway, back to... Um, yeah, sorry. So, you know, it's these podcasts where we talk about something we enjoy, which is currently at 45 minutes. However, if you want us to talk about something we despise, <laughs> put about two and a half hours aside. Yeah, yeah. Just just throw those out of your life. You don't need those hours. <laughs> Listen to our insane ramblings. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so she sort of burns pewter or whatever it was and, you know, has a little bit of hope that I'm probably going to get through this or whatever. Uh, she, I'm going to completely contradict what I've just said. <laughs> Vin thinks she's going to die. <laughs> And then, and then she hears some rain because you know, you know, a bit of imagery, bit of you know, she, she's going to die. Nice bit of rain outside. There's bit of a prophetic fallacy coming yeah, on. There's us thinking, oh no, what you know, what's going to happen? She stumbles into the rain, reaches into the sky, and pulls against one of the palace spires. Um, an inquisitor chases her again, but Finn manages to get away. However, there's quite a bit of I think there's numerous times where she's like, oh. I can just picture her like, oh, thank God, that's over. And then out of the corner of her eye, she's like, oh, it's like Metal Gear Solid alert tone. She's like, shit, not again. <laughs> she's like, I always... <laughs> I mean, I like, this is cool. Like, they're flying around the spires. Mm. But you're right, it happens so many times. Yeah, it, after like the second or third time, I'm like, can you just stop? But it, to me, I had Scooby-Doo running out of doors <laughs> in my head. Like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the Inquisitor and Vin and Kelsey are sat there like playing these instruments. <laughs> but they're just, just jumping around. and Shaggy, this isn't weed. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, the whole chase happens but on the rooftops and such. With the book. <laughs> with the book she's with carrying the heavy, the heavy the book. book through all this oh god why um, did, when you've been stabbed why did she keep the oh, book I don't know it's still better than Game of Thrones but there we go she bandages her wound with a bit of her shirt because you know you're going to aren't you you're losing a lot of blood you've been practically ripped in half so you tie a bit of shirt around you um, she used a bit of intestine to make a bow yeah. <laughs> like a belt <laughs> yeah a belt testing um, something slams into her spire. I believe it happened about two or three times, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's the Inquisitor again, following her. A finger slip and she falls, thudding onto a roof on the palace. She hides. Another thump, which is the Inquisitor again. Um, head with two spikes, turns towards her. And then some arms come up, uh, come from behind her, I believe, grip, gripping her, lifting her up, making her feel a bit safe. Yeah. So it was, it was sort of like, oh shit, instant sort of death. And then... You know, sort of saved at the last minute, I guess. But we don't want her to die, so I'm I'm kind of happy with that. And, yeah, it was an interesting... I mean, it was a brilliant chapter. Absolutely brilliant. Really exciting. And I've just realised we forgot to mention something pretty important, which we've already referenced in this episode, which is why it's stupid we forgot it. The reason Inquisitor doesn't kill her straight off is that he wants to know who her father is. Oh, I even had that noted down. I forgot to say it. I don't think we said it. But which obviously means it's important to who her father is. This completely sort of negates what we said in the last one. Yeah. um, About the whole father thing. Because it's that one line, tell me who your father is or whatever he said. And it's like instant mystery again. Yeah. Well, hang on. Who is he? What What's he done? Why is he so important? Yeah, and it's just, you know, we've seen him, and that's the whole point. You know, we had to see her father again. We had to be reminded that her father, who he was, mm. so that we can be like, oh, yeah, so the fact that she's got these powers means that she's the bastard of someone in the nobility. Mm. Vince has to be... Re- we- <laughs> 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 Oh, sorry. I, I will try and stop the Game of Thrones references, I swear. I just wish now that I sort of see... I swear on me, my mate. Kelsier is a bit like Tyrion. <laughs> he's got that kind of cockiness. Yeah, I think he's a bit more of an asshole, but okay. He is, yeah. well. Yeah. I can see Kelsier liking the god of tits and wine. Yeah, I suppose so. 
Yeah, I reckon that's what he does actually. When he, oh, I'm just going to go uh, meet my uh, associate. Nah, he's in the brothel, isn't he? Yeah. Well, I was just thinking like when he's talking to Vin, I wish it was a bit more. So, what do you do, bastard? <laughs> <That'd be Yeah>. Great. <laughs> Um, so yeah so that was why we got a reminder of who her father was so that when the inquisitor says who is your father yeah because obviously they don't want to kill her they want to find out which of their people is slipping it to a scar yeah sorry i was reading my notes and i've just got cherry tomatoes lasagna sheets carrots celery mince mayonnaise wrong notes i think Um, yeah, so that was chapter um, fourteen. I don't. I think yeah. we pretty much covered most bits in there. So at this point, who who were you thinking with the warm arms were the big arms? To be honest with you, I wasn't. I wasn't overly sure. Um, I for some reason I kind of just thought it would be like Kelsia sort of coming back and finding her. Um, however, obviously, when we do find out who it was, it made quite a bit of sense yeah I also I do you know what, I was thinking like in my head I'm thinking oh is it going to be like a big twist as to who it was so I was like is it the Inquisitor and actually underneath all their cloaks mm. they're different or the other one I thought was could it possibly have been the Lord Ruler and we were going to see something from a different point from him that would have been interesting um, or Ellen Venture and we'd be like hang on a minute what's he doing what here? the fuck's going on here yeah. that would have been quite cool um, so yeah so that was kind of what I thought but mm. yeah proper I mean I think well, maybe 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 it was a candelabra in a in a suit <laughs> or a jacket. That would explain why they were warm. <laughs> it was lit. Oh, lit, yo. Um, so I kind of, to me, like not spoiling the next chapter in any way, but this was like the big conclusion to this section for me. And kind of the next chapter is only like ten or twelve pages. Is kind yeah, of a little it's epilogue. not a big, it's not a big one, is it? Um, no. So yeah, so yeah, we will be back to finish part two. With chapter 15. Yes, we will. Right, so we're back with chapter 15. Um, not a very big chapter, to be honest. About, what was it, about 11, 12 pages? Yeah. Something like that. So I'm just going to do, literally, summary. It's basically the aftermath of Kelsey and Vin's little mission. Um, not much more yeah. to say than that, really, not, is not a, not a, I mean, there are certain things that happen in this in this chapter, obviously. Um, but I'll So I just want to talk to you. to you about the little pre Views okay. we get before each chapter um, so none of them have been really making a lot of sense to me mm. but there's something in this chapter They so they talk about the terrorist holy man which is what says it is yeah. and he's a terrorist man mm-hmm. and I'm trying to work out who this is and I've got it down to three people that I think this story could be Okay. so says it mm-hmm. likelihood I'm going maybe a 1 out of 10 at this point Kelsier I was thought it's Kelsier, but I'm, again, I'm going down. I think this could possibly be the Lord Ruler, potentially. This is just mm-hmm. because none of it makes any sense, but just it doesn't make any sense now, but it's the sort of thing that clearly when I'm imagining when I've read this book and then I go back and read all of these, yeah. they're going to make perfect sense, which yeah. I'm really looking forward to. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at with this. And obviously okay. you know what the answer is, so mm-hmm. this doesn't mean anything. I don't want you to say anything. No, I won't. But I'm just, they're starting to, I think it's because I'm getting more invested in the world and I'm picking up different things like different yeah. races that they're all of a sudden starting to make a little bit more sense. And I'm actually quite looking forward to it all yeah. making sense and going back again. Well, like I said to you in one of the very early episodes, there's in, in one of those, there is a very significant piece of foreshadowing yeah. for pretty much the end of the series i won't say what it is or which chapter and even if you read all of them now you wouldn't know which one it was no, no. guaranteed however when you do look back it is fucking mind-blowing and that is so cool very cool. So cool very 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 cool okay so this chapter yeah it's like you said before it's kind of a little bit of an epilogue thing to the the whole arc of you know what we've just gone for so um we start off kelsier and Doxon are talking Kelsier admits that he's a lunatic and he shouldn't have taken Vin with him. Now, oh, this, shit, this is probably, this is what, probably an hour after they've gone and done the deed that he said to her, yeah, come along, you know, it's dangerous, but let's do it. Now yeah. he's sort of like, actually, I'm a fucking moron, basically. Yeah, but I think you kind of missed a big point there, which is that Kelsier's alive. Yeah. Well, he was fucked, wasn't he? He was... Was he? Well, he, I don't think he was, was he? He got stabbed. He was 
fighting an Inquisitor. Yeah, but he was stabbing them. Well, yeah, but... Yeah, but it didn't. Was there? There wasn't anything that said he got stabbed, was there? Well, no, but he was being choked. Like generally, Kelsey being alive was a oh, massive I just, surprise. To, to be me. honest with you, I just assumed that he got out of it. <laughs> I, I didn't think he was actually in any. I don't, I don't know. I just at the end of it, I just thought, well, there, there's such a big thing on Vin. Yeah. I just thought, well, he's he's got out, hasn't he? Well, I don't know whether that goes back to you having read the book, and maybe... Because that might have you, something to do with it. Because you know he survived. Yeah, possibly. Whereas, for me, I was like, genuinely like, oh, I thought I thought he could be dead. I also thought that he'd been at However, least captured. would they have done his death off-page sort of thing without explicitly saying it? Or? Well, maybe he'd have been captured, or at least at this bit, they're like, well, where's Kelsey at? Don't know. So, okay, right, hang on. You've just Leave raised a very a good point. So, essentially, what has he just gone, oh, fuck that up, and just fucked off and left, and left her there? Yeah. What a wanker. <laughs> I hate this guy. I didn't even think of that. Well, he sort of says, doesn't he, that he thought that she'd escaped. Hmm. Because she ran away. But, but, like you say, okay, fair enough, would they kill him off, off camera, but he escaped off camera. Off page. Yeah. <laughs> Off camera. <laughs> but you know what I mean. If it I was... like Stannis Baratheon's death. <laughs> well, no, this is the thing. That's like... Okay, that's like... you. Okay, you get that. And Brie and the Tarth is like any last words. Mm. And then the next episode, yeah. he shows up. And you're like, oh, he survived. That's basically what's just okay. happened. Okay, all right, fair enough. Tomorrow. I didn't feel like that, but okay. <clears throat> so... Um... <laughs> He says he's a lunatic. He explains there were three Inquisitors and he still doesn't know what's in the room they tried to access. Doesn't he? Does he really not know? I think he's an Inquisitor. He's in on it. Yes, he just pulls a zip down and there's two eyes, exactly. spike eyes coming. He's wearing a Kelsier mask mm. like Lord Reno. So, okay, so Ham asks him about Vin. Kelsey has a twisting feeling in his stomach but still has hope that Vin is alive. <laughs> Do you know what? This guy's just a twat, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Why would he... Why did he just... I just don't understand. Why did he just go? Like, I can... I mean, okay, he might have thought, you know, there's no chance here. And if I go after her, surely we're both going to die. I'm just going to fucking leave. But... But also, it, like, when you see how dangerous that was, like, you get the whole point of he's... She convinces him... He, she needs to learn on the fly. Mm. She needs to learn by doing. Bloody, bloody, blah. It was literally the thing that he got captured and sent to the pits yeah. of hell yeah. doing. Yeah. Why did he take her? Oh, you're insane. Oh, well, we all knew that. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Do, 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 do. Yeah. 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 Bell end. Wanker. Um, <laughs> see, the thing is, we're going to get flamed for this because from what I've read online in certain places, a lot of people absolutely love Kelsier and to be honest I don't know what's wrong with him because I think he's a wanker but anyway we're completely going off thing there so yeah they're sort of having this 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 back and forth and it's like oh woe is me I'm mad and I shouldn't have done it and then suddenly the door come, door opens and a tall dark form form enters holding Vin which obviously it says it at this point covered in rain quite a nice bit of imagery I can just imagine him sort of you know Breathing quite heavily, rain coming off of him, yeah. dark outside. He's got this figure in his arms and stuff. Um, and Kelsia questions himself. Kelsia questions himself. Oh yes, about taking Vin with him, which obviously, yeah, we know that. Yeah, um, silly bloke. <laughs> in fact, you know what? I reckon I know why he ran away. <laughs> there was a sale in the candelabra shop. <laughs> Why would why would you pay for candelabras when there's so many lying around that he could take? Well, he is a lunatic, self self professed. So you know, he doesn't know any better, does he? Um, they pour a little vial of metals down Vin's throat. I believe it was might have been pewter again or tin or something. Don't remember. Yeah, but they pour something down her throat, and she sort of perks up a bit, and you know, get some colour back. Color, in yeah, a bit of colour in her face and such. Something that um, says said, says said. Something that Sazed said, yeah. which um, stood out for me, was when he says, I think I arrived too late. Um, when I found her gone from Renault's mansion, I came to Lufidel as quickly as I could. I used an entire metal mind to make the trip with haste. Mm. 
Have I missed Metal Mind? Is that something new? I don't think they mentioned it until now. Okay. And I've got a feeling it's one of those like, well, what the hell's that? And then maybe in a few chapters, we'll, you know, there'll be some. So that's not. I wondered if that's what they called like when you drink a file. No, I, um, I'm fairly positive it has not been mentioned yet. But I think this sort of ex- this shows that says it has allomancy or at least something. Yeah. And which is interesting because he's clearly very powerful. We knew there was more to him than what we could yeah. see. So um, yeah, I mean, going off going off what you just said. So I'll just read this part out because um, it literally just comes after what you've mentioned. So just bear this in mind. Sazed was no ordinary healer. Religious rites were not the only thing keepers, store, keepers stored in their uncanny memories. Their metal minds contained vast wealth of information on culture, philosophy and science. So what did you think about that? It, yeah, it doesn't really make much sense, does it? Okay. But their metal minds, so mm. yeah... What the only thing I the I mean you know we went back to in the in the last last weeks where we mentioned about you know why is he studying all these religions why is he getting all this information blah, blah, blah. so it's obviously now quite obvious that he's using whatever these things are in order to store all this information that he has no mm-hmm. idea what to do with but I just it's just it sort of stuck out to me um, and you know the whole he was no ordinary heel part and yeah all these different bits well we know he's an intelligent man. And he's got to keep that knowledge somewhere, I guess. Um, <clears throat> so we cut to him basically stitching Vin back together. I think they said the wound was so deep it sort of, you know, went for a gut and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, was, yeah it wasn't very nice. Some proper needlework going and on. And then, uh, yeah, they st- they, before they stitched it back together, though, they went and threw her in a dirty river full of uh, bodies. Um, and she survived somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that didn't happen. <laughs> Her gut was full of dirty river water. No, it wasn't. Game of Thrones. Yes. It was two years ago. You need to... I just can't, can't... Don't worry. One day the book will be out and you'll see what really happened. No, it bloody well won't. Yeah, that bastard has just signed another... um, What was it? $100 million contract with HBO or something now. Oh, you're joking. Yeah, he's doing all these different fucking... I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Gum. That wound is more raw than Vin's, oh, no, isn't yeah. it? Fucking hell. Right, so says it stitches Vin back together. <laughs> um, he says he's seen people die from wounds less than this. Obviously, you know, a little scratch or something gets infected or whatever. Well, like Carl Drogo. Like Carl Drogo. <laughs> God. God. Yeah, so obviously, you know, they've given her this stuff, um, whichever metal it was. He's used his sort of knowledge and healing abilities and certain search and stitched it back together. Yeah. Um, which, you know, of course, that was going to happen. She wasn't going to die like that so early on. We're not even halfway through the fucking book. No. Um, and then um, Doxon is very cross with Kelsier because the Lord Ruler is now aware that something's going on. This has highlighted mm. the fact that there's things afoot. Alert. Dot mp3 they talk about the lord ruler and i just want to read this okay. quote because i think it's absolutely awesome yep um so kelsey and nodded i searched for two years to find a way to kill him men have tried everything he ignores normal wounds and decapitation only annoys him <laughs> it's just a flesh wound <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. I had the black knight. There, in there my... goes my head again. <laughs> oh well. I can imagine Kelsey is saying to the Lord Ruler, "Your head's come off." No, it hasn't. No, no it hasn't. <laughs> Fucking hell. And a group of soldiers. Now this is cool. Burned down his inn. Mm-hmm. Now that's not the most striking part of this sentence, which is why I just want to pause here. So he had an inn. He used to be a landlord. He had a pub. Yeah. I can't say I even picked up on that, to be honest. Yeah, burnt down his inn. So he sounds sounds like my kind of guy. So you can sort actually. of imagine walking in and he's, he's got like a rag and he's like, what? yeah, like that, sort Clip. of spitting on it and, and like constant, like Mo from The Simpsons. He's always yeah. cleaning a glass. And then Barney comes up and is like, hey, Lord, Lord Ruler. Lord, Lord Ruler. I'll have a pint, I don't please. know why Barney's speaking in uh, <laughs> Jon Snow fucking accent, but yeah. <laughs> because it's... It's Miss World Barn. Yeah, Miss Miss Barney. So yeah, so uh, like, it's a really cool little bit of backstory for this character, Mm. and they sneak it in, but you ignore it because the next part of the sentence is, 
They burned down his inn during one of the early wars. The Lord Ruler walked out as barely more than a skeleton, <laughs> then healed in a matter of seconds. I had to actually go over that bit again because I was like, that's not like that. No. What? <laughs> what? I mean, he, right, okay. So I sort of pictured like Gus Fring coming out. Have you seen Breaking Bad? Yes. When he gets blown up and he sort of walks out and you're like, oh, fuck me, how does he survive that? And then it turns around and half his face is missing. I pictured Aunt Cologne and Aunt Baru. (laughs) (laughs) Aunt Baru. (sighs) And it's just like, if Luke had just turned around rather than um, going off, they just went, (laughs) they're fine. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, what the hell? Like, you can just picture this guy, like, like a skeleton from that film. Remember that really old, like, 50s film of the skeletons and they're really badly done oh like uh, Jason and the Argonauts yeah like one of them but with like dripping bits of flesh coming off him and he's sort of like and then he just goes oh hang on a minute I'm back again I think the guy is a master of PR and that is just purely stories that have been created and spun around absolute nonsense of the highest caliber but they've created this myth around himself this legend Mm. I mean, I don't doubt that he's immortal. Mm. But However, it's been exaggerated to a ridiculous I'd, state. So what jumps into my head is The Wizard of Oz. And, yeah. you know, the guy behind the curtain pulling all the strings, mm. giving off this image of this great and powerful Oz. Yeah. But actually it's just a bloke. Yeah, it's like Larry from the sweet shop. Yeah. Just fucking pulling some I mean, things. I think there is something clearly special about this guy and he's not going to be nobody. Mm. But I just... When you see stuff like that, it's just so extreme. You're like, yeah, that's got to be mm. PR. But yeah. we shall see. And then that takes us to the end of the conversation. Yeah. Um, Doxon's very angry to ask Kel, was it worth it? Um, was your insane stunt really worth nearly getting yourself and the child killed? I don't know, Kelsier said, honestly. He turned to Doxon, meet his friend's eye. Ask me once we know whether or not Vin will live. Mm. End of part two. And well, very, very strong ending to the part, I thought. The last sort of, you know, maybe three, four, even five chapters. Yeah. Pretty solid. And heading into part three. Part three is called Children of the Bleeding Sun. Mm. That sounds cool. Does sound very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, fantastic. Yeah. And it's picking up. It's, it's getting there now. We're getting to that point. You know, I think. You know, I think a lot of the negativeness that I felt towards this book when we started was because we stopped for eight weeks and we just came back to a bit of a dull chapter. That's it. But actually, if we'd have carried on, like you said, bear in mind, this is episode seven. So, yeah, it's been really steady. And um, yeah, again, just absolutely loving it. Fantastic. I am, I've got to say, because there are so many bits I've forgotten from, from when I read it ages ago. And like it's, I think the fact that it, it is quite a simple story at mm. the end of the day, but it's just got so many of these interesting things that like, we've never read about before, we've never seen before. So many yeah. like cool concepts, locations, characters, like ideas, and it's just it is it is a page turner. Yeah, it, oh it's God, as simple yeah. as that. And like you said, during a lockdown, you just wanted to fly through it. Mm. Obviously, different things outside of our control. You couldn't do as, yeah. as much as you wanted. No, but um, you know, and I think it's very important to note, like you know, you said before, like oh, we'll get some shit for dissing on Kelsia and pointing out some plot inconsistencies, even though they're very minor. Mm. But I think it's worth noting that that's just purely for the fun of yeah, spotting it and. We're, we're trying to analyse this at the end of the day, and so mm. stuff like that does sort of stand out, um, but not. Things like that tend to stand out more to me when we're sat here having a discussion than I don't sit there and read it and go, oh, that's weird, that stood mm. out. It's just in retrospect, these things still yeah, jump but There's out. like things you said to me today as we've been sat here that I've gone, didn't even realise that, mm. or didn't notice that, or didn't think of that. And it's sort of, yeah, the more you, you, you talk and, you know, discuss these ideas, it's just, yeah, you learn so much. Yes, yeah. it's crazy. And it, that's the fun part of it. Yeah. And so I love hearing your ideas and your thoughts. And again, we'd love to hear yours. Um, yeah. Send us a tweet. Send us an email. Uh, we're also starting our new podcast, which is about uh, candelabras in <laughs> in books. 
Um, yeah. Ca- the, the history of the Candelabra, volume one, with, with Matt and Tom, starting um, ev- everywhere you get your podcast next week. Yeah. Uh, the first episode's a bit of a doozy. It's seven hours long, uh, but there was just so much to talk about. Can there I- are a lot of them, though. I mean, have you, uh, you know, there's a lot of Candelabras, all different sizes and styles, mm. going back centuries. We, yeah. we got a lot of ground to cover with those. Yeah. So... Uh, Tune in. And the, the, that really funny bit when you talked about the candelabra that looked a bit rude. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was a real knee slap. Oh, that God, that was so funny. Oh, um, God. Yeah. Can't wait for that episode. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I think that kind of, you know, unless you've got anything else to say, that sort of wraps this one up. <laughs> Definitely been our longest Mistborn one yet. We're coming in roughly hour 10, but after a little bit of editing, might be a little bit less. Um, uh, this has been fun. I've enjoyed this one. Yeah. Very much enjoyed it. And I, th- I think it's helped that we've had three relatively short chapters in a row that we can sort of... I just think it's good that we found stuff we can take the piss out of. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I think that's what we need to look for a bit more in the future. Yeah. Just rip the arse out of it in a, in a funny way. Yeah. Try and be funny. Not, you know, not I mean, cruel. I don't, people probably don't even think we are funny. I, I, no. Whatever. It is what it is. But um, yeah, we've had fun today. Yeah. It's been good. Well, we make each other laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Do we? <sighs> you make yourself laugh. I do. Um, so, yeah, so thank you very much for listening. Thank you. As always, he's been Matt. Oh, hang on, you've thrown me now. <laughs> you haven't done it in the right order. Hang on, he's been Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Ciao. Broken Sabre was created by Tom, Matt and Ian. It's written, presented and produced by Matt and Tom. Our equipment and studio are provided by Ian. Our theme music is by Phantom Enk and our Mistborn logo artwork is by Marcella Mars. Listen on Spotify, Google or Apple Podcasts. Find us on Twitter at The Broken Sabre. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week, you bloody legends. <laughs>